scripture is found in Mark 11, chapter 11, and it's verse 22, and I want you to listen to this. The Word of God says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, have faith in God, Jesus answered. 23, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen it will be done for them therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Father God, thank you so much for the word that is coming forth tonight. Thank you so much for your words from your son, Jesus, telling us to give and put our faith, invest our faith in you, your own son, reassuring us that we need to have faith so God, we thank you for how our faith tonight is going to be reactivated in a season where there's uncertainty, in a season where there's the possibilities of this happening, the possibilities of that happening, but faith, the concept and the currency of faith has never changed in spite of what's going on. So God, we thank you and we appreciate you. We give your name the honor, glory, and praise. Touch our hearts, touch our minds, give us our ears to hear to receive in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So this week, um, I wanted to talk about faith because we had started this um, this little mini-series uh, a few weeks ago and we were talking about faith and how it was called Faith in Action. Faith in action, and we went from uh, Hebrews 11 and 1, um, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, but tonight I want to talk about, you know, have faith and where you should have that faith in. So in the Word of God, in Mark, the Scripture, as it starts, it says where you should have your faith, and it says have faith in God. But the poetic part that I love about that part of scripture is that this is the son telling the people to have faith in the father. And it's often that we forget about some of the dynamics between Jesus and God, the son and the father, because you know, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. But I love the dialogue and the relationship that we get to see between God the Father and God the Son. Here we have an excerpt of, excerpt of scripture where Jesus is telling the people, have faith in my dad, have faith in my pops. Because truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes. And I feel like 
our faith has been compromised in this season. Not our belief, but our faith. Believing in something is easy to do. We believe in, they have songs called, I believe in magic, I believe in this, that, and the third, I believe in you and me. That's Whitney Houston for all the young folk out there. There's, there's so many things that it's easy to believe in, but it's hard to have faith in something. It's hard for me to have faith in many things because faith requires me not to see it. Faith requires me not to physically see what is going on. I have to have faith that I'll get paid on the days that I'm supposed to get paid. I have to have faith that my car will start when I get in it. I have to have faith to walk outside of the doors of my home and feel like I won't be eradicated or worried about getting stopped by the police or getting stopped by anybody crazy. I have to have faith in those things. But in dark times, it's really hard to have faith. It's hard to have that other F word, faith. Because faith is asking us to do something. It's asking us to believe and trust and something that we can't see. So therefore, it's a hard concept to grasp faith because it's not physical. It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual mindset. So when we have Jesus, now this is the same Jesus who healed the woman with the issue of blood. This is the same Jesus who, made, uh, who, helped, uh, who, who healed the leper. This is the same Jesus who healed, um, healed the blind man, the lame man, and every other man. This is the same Jesus telling us to do something simple. Trust my dad. And it was easy in this moment for Jesus to say that, but depending on the season, we don't know how easy it is to trust God. And I want to show you that illustration because people think that, oh, Jesus was just, you know, he, he trusted God with all his heart. Well, there came a time before Jesus was about to be crucified that he second-guessed the faith that he had in his father. But what I love about this is it shows us what the Bible says. We don't have a high priest who cannot be touched by us. So now we know that Jesus can be faithless sometimes. We, can, we now see that Jesus has emotions of, is this... Is this really worth it? it? Do I really have to do it? And that's the one thing that Jesus is asking us to do. He's asking us to have faith in him if we can't have faith in God. Because some of us have turned our backs on God, but we still talk about Jesus. Because the son is the one who we have relationship with through to get to the Father. He is our communication to the God the Father. But we find ourselves in so many predicaments of not having faith because God, we feel like he has forsaken us. But that's the best part about it. God, we feel like God forsakes, has forsaken us his only son felt the same way. He said, Eli, Eli, why have you forsaken me? Dad, where are you at? Why have you left me? So it's, it's, this is another area where we find Jesus knows how it feels to feel 
forsaken. He doesn't know what it feels like to actually be forsaken because he'll, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. The Father will never do that. So, therefore, he knows how it feels to feel alone. And I wonder how many of us feel alone because we don't have the comfort of our faith anymore. We have allowed our faith to die. We still believe in God, but we don't trust him. We still believe in Jesus, but we don't trust him. And the trust factor comes in. Jesus talks about, he says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart. There's something that we often forget about with this heart thing. We like to think about everything. We like to think about everything. And as a result, as we think and as we ponder and as we think ourselves to death, we find ourselves stressing over things that we aren't willing to say out loud. So we bottle up a lot of things in our mind, our best filing cabinet. We put all those, those mental files inside of our cabinet, and then we wonder why it's so overloaded, why we can't fall asleep at night, why we can't forgive people, why we can't say to a mountain, hop in that sea. We can't do anything because we don't have any faith in what we're asking to be done. We're saying, I want to be healed, but we're saying, I hope I get healed. We're saying, I want this, this chain to be broken, but we won't declare and decree that it is broken. We want to say, I hope it breaks at some point in time. I hope I get healed. I hope I do this. I hope I do that. What happened to having faith? Life happened. Life happened. COVID-19 happened. Cancer happened. Fear happened. Black Lives Matter happened. Police brutality happened. But in all of those changes, someone has never changed. And that someone was Jesus. Jesus never has changed even when the worst things have happened. Jesus is still the same, same today, same tomorrow, same forevermore. I think that's an old song. But we don't see him that way. Because we think that Jesus is so high up that he can't possibly feel how I feel. But the Bible shows us that he does. The word says itself that Jesus was in the garden worried. Saying, Pop, if you can take this, take it. On the cross, in the midst of his obedience to his father, he was still asking me, where are you at? Why have you forsaken me? Jesus had a moment of faith, faithlessness. But then his faithlessness turned into faithfulness because he was still faithful with how he felt about his father. He was still faithful with his mission that his father gave to him. God told, sent his only son to save the world. Jesus didn't hop off the cross because he felt like dad left him. He didn't stop going to school because people weren't supporting him and they wouldn't pat him on the back. He didn't stop seeking out a mate that loved Jesus just because everybody else was doing it the, other, the opposite way. He didn't stop doing what God instructed him to do because he was faithful. He was faithful 
until the break. I don't like to call it the end because that's not how the story ends. He was faithful all the way up until his nap. And while he was faithful all the way up until his sleeping time, we find that Jesus, even fresh out of the grave, is talking to people on the road. Talking to people on the road. Then he goes to the house to see Thomas, and Thomas is like, I don't believe it if he's not here. He was still faithful. He was modeling. Y'all, I'm, I'm real. I was faithful to the point where now I'm showing you what faithfulness looks like. I have fulfilled my destiny, but yours is still to come. He knew that Thomas needed to see in order to believe. And I want to talk about the seeing to believe point because we think that in Christianity, oh, I'm, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. But I don't have to see it because I have faith. But that's not real. There are some things I do need to see. <laughs> there are some things I, I need to see progress. I need to see that something is actually working for my good. I can't just trust that something is working. I need to see it. So if I'm working out, I need to know that me doing curls is actually working or I'm going to stop doing it. Because if it's not working for my good, then why am I still doing it? Why am I still talking to this group of people if they're not working out for my good? Why am I still dealing with this family member when they're not working out for my good? Why am I still doing this, that, and the third, turning uh, wheels and trying to figure out how to make everybody happy? Why am I trying to do this and I am the one that's dying? Why am I? Why this? Why that? If something's not working, if I can't see that it is actually working for my good, then I must cut it off. See, I have a cutoff spirit. <laughs> when I notice that something's not working, oh, I'm going to cut it off. If I notice that something is inflicting me or making me feel some type of way, if I know there's a song that makes me super depressed, I'm cutting it off. If I watch a show that feels a little bit too much, I'm cutting it off. Because I care so much about my spirit and my eye gates. I care about what I allow to influence me because some of these things may be influencing my faith in God, my faith in Jesus. And I don't want anything to compromise that. So therefore, I got to be careful of what I allow into my eye gates. But there is believing in seeing. The disciples got to see Jesus die and raise again. But Jesus still does those type of miracles today. He still raises stuff from the dead. He rose your joy from the dead. He rose your healing from the dead. He rose your courageousness from the dead when you thought it was dead and gone. He's going to raise up your family like he said he would. Before COVID-19, he's going to do everything that he promised you but you got to have faith. And you got to have faith in God, not time. <laughs> not time. Jesus, the son, said have faith in God. He didn't say have faith in time. Have faith in the date. Have faith in the calendar. Have faith in Google. He said have faith in God. And I think the reason why we don't have faith in God because we don't trust his time. 
So we would rather serve time instead of God who can cut time off. This is a real concept. We, we find ourselves trusting the, the servant more than the master. Time serves God. God don't serve time, okay? Time answers to God. So therefore, if he's making you wait, there's a reason why he's making you wait. Maybe you don't have moving mountain faith right now. So that's why he's not asking you or giving you these massive things. Lord, don't give me a $500,000 house if I can't even take care of a $1,000 house, let alone an $80,000 house. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Don't ask for these things if you are not ready to do it. But the reason you are asking for them because you are watching other people and watching other people, seeing is believing, you find your faith in, well, it worked for them. What did they do? Oh, they bought up a bunch of credit cards and put it all in. Yeah, they, they did some things. I'm not saying everybody does things wrong, but sometimes it's crooked. You got to be careful who you put your faith in. You got to be careful who you put your faith in. Because Jesus, the Son, who knows and who is intimate with the Father, is telling the people to say, have faith in God. Have faith in my dad. Stop having faith in the wrong things, or you'll never be able to move mountains. Jesus gave us mountain-moving power. He just asked us to believe in it. He just asked us to believe in the fact, don't doubt in your heart, but whatever you ask for, oh, I see what he did. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, which is something we really don't like doing, so therefore we would never even get what we asked for because we don't pray enough, but believe that you have received it. So you got to pray. <laughs> you got to have a prayer life. The one of the most important things that I had to gain and get better at when I became a pastor, especially as young as I am, I had to get a prayer life. <laughs> you can't just walk on this earth being a shepherd and not have a prayer life. I have no problem bringing heaven down at any point in time. If I feel that I need to come down, I will start calling on the name of Jesus, call Holy Spirit, and tell him bring his friends because it's about to go down. Because you have to have a prayer life because the Bible is telling us, therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer. So first I got to have faith in God, but then I got to pray. <laughs> I got to pray. So if I have faith in God, cool, got that. Should I tell you I move mountains? Ooh, I can move mountains now because I got faith? Perfect. And that, but I can't doubt in my heart also. Okay, Lord, I'm not going to doubt it in my heart. I may doubt it in my mind, but I'm not going to doubt it in my heart. God, I may not trust it with my, with my, with my mental, but I'm going to trust it with all my heart because I give everything else my heart, but I haven't given you my heart. So I'm going to trust you with all my heart and my mind and my spirit because I need it. <laughs> I need it. I need to believe in something. I need to have faith in something. And what better person, whatever, what better entity to have faith in and to, to care and to love and to serve than God our Father who knows everything about us. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. We serve so many other idols than God. We've made time our idol. That's why we act crazy when people waste our time. 
We don't get mad when they talk about God ain't being real. God's not real. Jesus is real. Oh, you believe in Christianity? Absolutely. I'm four flat tires down. That's how much I believe. There has to be a standard that is set for the next. This is, this is about generations after us. Listen to me, YSU. Y'all, we're, we're young right now, but we're going to get old. And if we aren't influencing the culture behind us to be faith-filled individuals, then what are we doing? We're just coming here on Wednesday nights just to do it. Just to have a mic in my hand. Just to have Antoine play. Just to have Pastor Lord. We're doing it for the wrong reasons if we aren't here to influence the next generation. And the next generation needs to have faith in God and stop trying to have faith in a system that is broken. Start having faith in the kingdom, not the system. Have faith in the kingdom. The kingdom has never let me down. The kingdom has always been on the right side of history because the kingdom is the kingdom of God and God is sovereign. God is all being. God is the reason why I have air in my lungs. God is the reason why I'm in the place where I'm at and I trust him that I'm in the right place. Let me talk about that because we don't trust God that we're in the right place. No, God, I think I need to be over here. I need to be making more money, but you don't know how to spend this money that you got right now, but you want to make more money. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to get married, but you don't even know how to be whole. You want to do all these things, but you don't have any faithfulness, consistency in the things that you have now. I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to me. There's some stuff I have to be more faithful in. There's some stuff I have to be more consistent in. There's habits I have to gain as I step into a new chapter in the next chapters of life. You have to mature spiritually and physically. Spiritual maturity doesn't ask questions of why do I have to do this? No, spiritual maturity is how do I do it? Spiritual maturity says let me pray about it and ask God, show me the way to get to that point, God, I want to have more faith. I want to have moving mountain faith. What do I do? And God's going to tell you, have faith in me. God, I got that. Okay, don't doubt me in my heart. God, I got that. Now you got to pray. Lord, I don't pray enough, so maybe I should increase that. I told somebody today, if you want answers, ask the questions. Ask the questions. We're scared to ask God questions because we're afraid of his answer. We don't want his answer. Because his answer usually comes with a call to action. God, how do I get a mate? Go look for it. Wait a minute, Lord. (laughs) You told me if I wrote it down and made the vision plain that it would come to... No, 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 no. If you a man, hear me out. The word of God says, a man findeth findeth a good thing. He that find a wife findeth a good thing. Not she that findeth a husband found a good thing. So, fellas, you're going to have to do some work. (laughs) Yeah, John. You have to do some work. Fellas, quit being lazy. Quit trying to have women fall all over you. You're not that cute. <laughs> You're not. I'm not that cute. And my, mine is bad. She's beautiful. I'm still trying to figure out why she's here, but that's okay. It might be because I got hair now. But fellas, you can't ask for something that you aren't willing to work for. Ladies, this applies to you too. You can't ask for something you're not willing to work for. 
You want them to have good hair, you want them to have good teeth, but you don't even want to comb your hair. You don't even want to put some mousse in. Do ladies wear mousse? Yeah, wash your hair, baby. Put some makeup on. You still, and, and for those of y'all, let me, let me say that, Lord, I hear you. Ladies, makeup is not how you get a man. That's just added quality. If he a real man, he'll love you whether you got paint on or not. <laughs> hear me what I say. Some of y'all are painting up y'all face to catch a man. Don't catch him. He should be trying to catch you. That's the whole point. He that findeth a, wolf, a, a wife findeth a good, so I got to find. So fellas, stop being lazy. But, have, but also, if you, if for those people who are writing things down for a mate, I hear the Lord saying this, if you're writing things down in a journal for a mate, start applying what you're looking for. If you're writing for somebody who's faithful, start being faithful. You're writing for somebody who has a great prayer life, start having a good prayer life. If you're writing for somebody who, who has this, that, and the third, start being those things and what you're looking for. You got to be those things. In our meetings, we always talk about some. We got to be that stuff if we want to attract that stuff. You want to be a multi-generational church? You got to be that. You want to be that? You got to be it. You got to do it. If you want somebody who loves God, then you have to love God so they know what it looks like. And so you know what it looks like. If it don't look like this, then it ain't it. And you have to have faith enough in the God above that if that relationship does not work out, that there is somebody else out there who is still looking for you. You got to have faith in that. God wouldn't let you put pen to paper and let it not come to pass. Now, maybe everything on your list may not come to pass, but that's just based on maturity. You may be asked, I want to have broad shoulders, a strong chin. That may dwindle down after strong chin and strong shoulders don't show up. <laughs> it's not compromising, it's maturing. I hear people cacking at me in the chat right now saying, oh, no, I wrote down and I'm looking for it. Yeah, but you are setting a standard in which you are not even trying to live to. You want everybody that, you want the other person to have to be perfectly polished, but you want them to accept all of your trash. I'm confused. Am I preaching too hard? This is, we're talking about faith. Have faith in what you wrote down that it will come to pass. But also work with the faith. The Bible says faith without what? Works is what? Dead. Okay then. So just because you got all the faith in the world, I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep doing a little, little crazy stuff. Uh, just because you got all the faith in the world does not mean that you can still sit down and it just pop up. You got to get up and work. I have faith that the sun will shine on, y, on New Life YSU again, but if I don't do the work behind the scenes, it ain't going to happen. I, gotta, I got all the faith in the world, but if I don't have any action, faith in action, if I don't have the action, then it won't come. And then, at that point, I'll be questioning God. God, what happened? Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? I thought I did everything you asked. I thought I gave myself to you. I thought I, thought I, I, I prayed more. I thought I did this, that, and the third. I, I thought I did what you said in your word. 
and God is still not here. It's still not here. But just because it's not here yet doesn't mean you should stop praying. Doesn't mean you should stop having faith. Faith matures. Faith matures. My faith has grown based on how courageous I have gotten with my faith. I play a game with God. This is fun. I play a game with God every now and then. I dream of something crazy. I'm like, Lord, I want to do this. I don't know if it'll ever happen, Lord, but I'm going to do my part. If it happens, it don't, it happens. It don't, it don't. And you know what happens? Because I have so much crazy faith in him, he ends up making it happen two years down the road. And I'd be like, oh, I forgot about that, Lord. You got me. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make some stuff into fun. I like having fun with the Lord. Now, Lord, I remember that time I was praying to you in the late night, midnight hour, and I was asking for this. And he'd be like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, well, what's going on? Is you ready for it? Probably not. Don't send it, Lord. I ain't got the money. <laughs> Don't send it, Lord. I had to believe in everything that God put me through was meant for me. There's somebody listening to me right now who doesn't believe that they were supposed to be in this situation. But I guarantee you, you are right where you're supposed to be. Exhausted, frustrated, wondering, confused. You're right where you're supposed to be. You know where you are? You're standing in the need. This song says, standing in the need, I need you to reach out your hands just for a touch. A touch of faith. God, I just need a touch of faith. I don't need any big things. I don't need, I don't need a car. I don't need none of that. No, Lord, I, I do need a car, but I don't need it right now. I'm not thinking about it. Lord, I just need some peace. I need some, I need to know that you are still there. I need to know you're still there. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, your posture is so important. Our posture is so important. When you stand praying, standing is hard. When you're at your wit's end, standing it hurts. But there's, it all depends on what you're standing on. I'm, if I'm standing on fear and pain, then that's what I'm going to experience. But if I'm standing on the promises of God, there is a peace that comes with that, knowing that it's going to happen. Knowing that it's going to happen. Not worrying about when it's going to happen, knowing that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen at the perfect time. That's one thing I love about God. 
That's one thing I love about having faith in him is that he shows up right on time. For me, he showed up right on time for me today. I was driving here, and I was like, man, trying to deal with this situation, blah, 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 and then, hey, but I'm like, oh, it's right on time. Right on time. I am a living, breathing witness that God will always show up on time. Antoine, the song said, you may not, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Because he is. But he's that. He's all of that when you what? Have faith in him. I can't have, ask him to be something that I don't trust him to be. I can't ask him to be something that I don't trust him to be. I can't ask him to be a father for me if I don't trust him to, to nurture me, to give me wisdom. I can't trust him to be that, that wipe across my face when I'm crying in the midnight night hour if I don't trust him. I can't trust on him to be my provider if I don't trust him. I hear God's asking us to have faith in him that he's still going to do what he's going to do. I still see New Life YSU as a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multicultural church. I still see YSU having crazy worship services in the Chestnut Room. I still see YSU having a, a conference, whether it's in somebody's gym or if it's down at Cavelli. I still have faith in all those things. I just understand that right now it's not the time. That's the concept of faith. It's not the fact that it's not going to happen, Antoine. It's the fact that when it get here, I'll know how to handle it. And I'm not going to be less happy that it shows up later than if it didn't show up now. I'm going to be happy when it show up. I'm like, man, good to see you. This is crazy. Even in this semester that's coming up, I still have faith that we're still going to be able to gather together down at YSU. Don't know what room it's going to be in, but I know it's going to be in a room. And I know the Holy Ghost is going to be there. <laughs> but better yet, you're going to be there. Your family is going to be there. And your family is you. You are made up of generations of your family. So not only are you coming, but you're bringing all of your family's baggage to a place where you can drop it off and burn it. And I'm going to be right there with you to bring you some matches. Because I still got faith in you. I got faith in what God spoke to you when we were in that little room in Kilcullis Center. I still got faith in you when you were listening to me when we were down in that room and we only had one camera and doing this and third, didn't have no lower thirds, none of that stuff. I still believe. If I got to go back down there and walk and do what I did to believe God that he would make the way for New Life YSU to even be down there, if I got to drive down there, roll my window down, and whisper the name of New Life YSU down in the atmosphere, I'll do it. Because there is nothing that will separate me from the love of God because I have faith in him. Faith. Real, real faith. Not this play faith. Real faith. Almost called loyalty. Loyalty. 
I'm loyal to God. I'm loyal to his statutes. I'm loyal to the call that's on my life. I'm loyal to the place where my feet are rooted right now. I'm, I'm loyal. And the reason why I'm loyal is because everywhere that I am right now in this season has brought nothing but nutrients to me. I have been able to produce so much fruit because of my loyalty. Imagine what you could produce if you were loyal to something. Man, imagine how much fruit people could eat from your tree if you were just loyal. Loyal to God, the creator of the universe? You think he's not going to tip over the atmosphere? You think he's not going to tip over the universe to pour you out a blessing? You think by you not being faithful in the middle of a pandemic, he's not going to bless you? Right now, I'm in the middle of a blessing. Every day I walk through these doors, it's a blessing. We a whole church in a pandemic and doing great, moving culture forward, having meaningful conversations, having dialogue. We are doing things that are unprecedented that we didn't even talk about in the beginning of the year. We were trying to do other stuff. But we are in a place right now where we are touching people and we have been bearing so much fruit. There's so much fruit that's going out right now, we don't even know how much is going out. We have people calling us, telling us how much we have blessed them from online, from God's warehouse, from coming in the office, from New Life Worship, from all this stuff. But it's because of loyalty and faithfulness. Your faith will feed someone else. Your faithfulness, your loyalty will feed a multitude. You just got to be faithful. Faithful what God is asking you to do. And right now, it may just be saying, God, I have faith in you. Because in your word, it says, have faith in God. Your son asked me to have faith in his father. Jesus is defensive about his dad. It's like we are about ours. About our parents. About our grandmothers. Say, so yeah, don't just believe in him. Have faith in him. Have faith. Tonight, I just wanted to talk to you about faith. Because it's hard right now. It's hard. It's tough to see where we're going. It's tough to accept where we're going. It's hard to breathe hard to smile, very easy to cry, very easy to be angry, very easy to feel frustrated, very easy to forget how far you have come. You're in such a trustworthy place. I hear that. You're in a place where God trusts you enough to be. If you want him to trust you even more, be faithful where you are. You want him to excel you, be faithful in where you are. If you're making 25 grand a year right now, 
make that 25 grand walk and talk and be faithful and tithe and be faithful to God, I guarantee you, you'll be on the next level. You won't even realize, how did I get here? Because great is that faithfulness. I'm faithful. There's people that are mad at me because they're just trying to figure out, how does he do all this? Because I'm faithful. I don't got to explain. I'm faithful. And I'm faithful because I had it modeled in front of me. What does faithfulness look like? Real faithfulness takes sacrifice, takes listening, takes learning. I have to listen to what God is asking me to do. I have to listen. I have to trust. I have to sacrifice my plans. God, I wanted this. But you'll be so much more fruitful in this, son. You'll be so much fruitful in this, daughter. And guess what? It'll be easier if you do this. There's a certain amount of hurt and pain that comes with my plan. But there is so much more added pain in your plan. So just trust mine. I'm not saying you won't be weary. I'm not saying you won't be burdened. But if you read in my book that I sent you, all you who are weary and burdened, come to me so you can have some rest. God's going to do it. He's going to do it. I, I hear him. He said, I'm going to do it. I just need you to trust me. When you're crying, I need you to trust me. When you're angry, I need you to trust me. When other humans tell you what God won't do, I need you to trust me. Because I'm the one who told you I was going to do it. I need you to, I need you to have faith in me. Faith in God. I just need your faith. Every head bowed. listen to me online and some people listening here in the house there's people hurting somebody driving right now listening to these words somebody sitting in their room listening to these words there's somebody watching online listening to these words somebody about to make a decision listening to these words hear the word of the Lord spite of because just because life got hard his love did not get lighter his love got more aggressive for you his love got so aggressive it wrapped around you it's squeezing you think that's the pressure of life no that's the pressure of the love of God surrounding you and protecting you from what could have happened already sent his son. You think he won't send more angels just for you? He'll do it for you. He'll touch you right where you are. He'll put the palm of his hand, nail scars and all, in the middle of your back and say, be healed. All you got to do is receive. Oh, you're going to say, yeah, I know I've dealt with it for a long time, but I serve 
the same God who healed everybody else in the Bible. I've seen your miracles. I've read them and I've seen them done. But Jesus, <laughs> I just need a touch. So if you can touch me, just like you touched everybody else, I'm going to have faith. Even when there's days where I can feel tenderness, I'm going to feel faith. I'm going to say, yeah, you may be there now. I'm going to enjoy you for right now because you're going to be gone. Because I got faith. And I got faith that I'm going to move this mountain. You're going to jump in this ocean. Because I got faith. Not in what I can do. somebody who's listening you've lost your faith because you've, because you've lost your way Jesus the way, the truth, and the life he wants you back he wants you back so tonight simply say Jesus come into my life I'm a sinner and I want to be saved I'm lost and I want to be found I believe that you died and you rose from the grave in just three days thank you for dying for me but on a better note, thank you for raising for me. I love you, and I thank you for this new life in you. In your name I pray. Amen. Hey, family. Hope you enjoyed the sermon. Listen, be sure to click subscribe to be able to see all of our content and keep up with all of our things that we're going to be posting throughout the year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and New Life YSU. And be sure to follow us on our website, newlifepoland.com. I hope this sermon blessed you and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you soon.